Episode 280 of Global from Asia. How to find an American advisor or a local for your international business expansion into the United States of America. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Always multitasking in the back of a grab, going to downtown Chiang Mai here in middle of November 2019. The years are just flying by. Can you believe we're getting into year 2020? Um, some of you haven't heard, but we're doing a little retreat, and it truly is little. My wife is helping take charge, Wendy, and we have a globalformation.com slash retreat. January 3rd to the 5th, right after the American or Western New Year's. So if you're interested to hang out with me in a, in a small group of people, space are already filling up, and uh, you can check it out there. So this week's show is pretty interesting. Warren Whitlock, I've been following him on Twitter since I think I signed up for Twitter in 2008. He's been a longtime influencer in the space, focusing a lot in blockchain and crypto. But of course, he's a social media marketer, content marketer, business uh, expert all around. And we connected over the last few months in emails and lucky to get him on the show to share. And I, I joke a little bit in my titles for these to get some uh, clickbait or link baits, but get a white face for your internet business or your online business into America uh, just to get you guys interested to download and listen to this show. But I think there is some truth to that. Warren is an expert and he is there in the U.S. in Las Vegas doing amazing things. We talk a little bit about some conferences and other other things there. And we have this interesting discussion about, you know, ways to get American advisors and partners and representatives. And uh, it's a, it's honestly a common question I am always getting in China. How do I get somebody in the U.S. to help me in sales? I want to go maybe off Amazon. Or I'll go multi-channel. I'll go retail. Or uh, he also does a lot of crypto companies, maybe in Eastern Europe, that kind of want some representation in the U.S. of A. And we chat quite deeply and uh, all different types of styles of formats of ways you can find partners and where you can go and and also what he does with his advising roles so without further ado let's get into warren whitlock talking about finding a u.s rep or a white face for your business in america alpha rock capital they are partner i am so happy they've supported the show support what we do here at cross-border summit and global from asia if you're interested in investing in a portfolio of amazon businesses there's also some interesting things happening out now where invest in specific amazon brands check them out at www.alpharockcapital.com connect let them know global from asia sent you alex jake mark vedas the whole team is amazing i'm a proud to be a partner and proud to have them on the show thank you and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Global From Asia podcast. We're in for a treat today. We have Warren Whitlock. He is an influencer, social media marketing expert based in Las Vegas, correct, in the U.S.? Yes, Vegas, baby, Vegas. Yeah, it's the place to be. I know people all, all around the world know and love Las Vegas for, you know, it obviously. It's, we, we call it the American Macau. <laughs> there we go. I think we get... Uh, I honestly, I think it's much more fun than Macau. I don't know. I mean, it's uh... yeah. I've never been, but uh, yes. I've, in fact, all the uh, big gaming companies here. Uh, so our 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 local newspaper 
talks about gaming as if it's the, uh, you know, the big industry in town, which it is, you know, and so you can't avoid learning about that. But uh, actually nothing to do with me. But uh, so there's a there's a weird intro to the show is talking about gambling and things <laughs> I know nothing about. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll think we'll, maybe the connection is the entertainment, the culture of, you know, Vegas. I think it's a much more I know you haven't been to Macau, but I've been to both uh and Macau is much more – I think they make a lot more money there but because uh, there's just yeah. a higher volume and bigger maybe players. But Las Vegas has a lot more entertainment, a lot more culture, a lot more things to do. I think that's what makes it so special, um, which we can try what, to wrap into. What really to, attracted me – Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what really attracted me to coming here was there was a list of the five big words of the, of the time. It was 15 years ago. And I remember Oprah being one of them, and there's a couple other buzzwords, but Vegas, one word, you know, so like the peak of entertainers or whatever. You, and uh, so at, from that day onward, I, I just stopped saying Las Vegas unless somebody needed a, you know, it needed to go on a form. Some websites insist you put the full name. But, uh, yeah, I just say Vegas. That's so anyway, true. let's let's move on to something more yeah. <laughs> that I hopefully can help you with more. Yeah, I mean, I I've been following you on Twitter and your social media. You know, you you've been an early adopter and ambassador of you know social media marketing and building brands, both business and personal brands online. And and uh, so I thought we'd bring you on today. There's obviously so much we could cover with with your expertise, but you know, I, I know you maybe haven't so much experience in Asia, but I think a lot of Asia sellers and manufacturers must be contacting you or your various portfolio of companies to help them in the U.S. market for getting more sales, getting more traction. I'm sure they probably send you some stuff that makes you bite your tongue or cringe because they're probably <laughs> not doing it the right way. So I think that was kind of like my angle for today that's, is maybe that's, those spam that's emails you're getting or whatever. Because, yeah, it's an interesting take because while um, – you know, I've done business with uh, people where English is certainly not their their first language, and you know, use translators and things like that. But the the but most of the time, it's you know, everyone speaks English well enough for for that to work. And um, in fact, I've been told that if I go back to Thailand, I I don't need to worry about speaking Thai. <laughs> I'm fluent in Thai, but haven't spoken for forty wow. years. Wow. And they said, oh, you don't want to do that. People would think, you know, you're just a guy trying to speak Thai. And I said, well, you know, I actually did it. I lived there for a couple of years. But, uh, and, but you know, act like you're just the American coming in and needing help. And eh, no, that's not me. Um, and so I try to communicate. But what I, what I find is, is odd is how sometimes, uh, you know, people try to uh, get right to business which um, I thought that was the American thing to do. Um, you know, it's like, we want to offer you a cell phone case yeah, and we will go. reimburse you after you buy one yeah, and uh, yeah. review it on Amazon. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I, I don't need a cell phone case and, <laughs> and, and, the, and the value of your cell phone case probably wouldn't get me interested anyway. But I love to help. So I read through the thing and then I go, and you want me to buy it first? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only if I give you a good review will you reimburse me. This is not how we do business. I know. Um, and and so yeah, it's because I've had that kind of experience. But frankly, um, 
I'm very much open, even though it's not my business at all. I'd be very open if somebody contact me and say, we would like to do it right. Um, and because I know that, uh, that that's possible and I know how to hook people up with the right people to help them. And so having the, I, I wouldn't dare sell something in Asia without having a local partner. Um, nothing to do with language. It would be, you know, I want the culture of somebody that understands that market. Um, and, uh, and so I would suggest the same thing for America. And I'm here to be, you know, one thing I know I am is an American. <laughs> like it or not, you know, it's, you know, I've got, I've got you know, six decades of uh, practice being an American. It's it's true. I mean, it, but I mean, it's it, like you said. I just kind of pull from what you said. Uh, it's not language only. Of course, English skills are getting better all around the world with education and and maybe media and entertainment or movies in the U.S. Sure. But uh, I think it's more the culture. You say right, like the way how not just saying good English in your pitch in an email to an influencer right. or a marketer, but uh, what you're saying or how you're saying it. And then like you another maybe we can hold it for a second point. But you yeah I. It's true. Americans are known to be direct, but I'm sure like these emails were buy my product, give me a review, and I give you the money back. Obviously, it's way too direct, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they just well, got me a little bit of getting to know you before not, that. Yeah, it's not thinking through the deal. At one time, I sold uh, advertising for a Spanish radio station, and the deals we would get, um, it was incredible. First of all, things I'd never heard of. I was working in media at the time at you know, in the advertising game. And I would know about all sorts of national brands. I read the trades, I knew what was going on. And that was my specialty was for a local station to help get the, the national ads coming in. And when I went to work for the Spanish one, they had stuff that I, that normally I saw on TV. Now this is many years ago, so so today it might not be the same, but, um, but then the promotions they would come up with when, you know, when, when well, I'll just say Caucasians, uh, white people, whatever, um, you, you know, just people who thought they were doing something good by uh, going right out to the, the specialty markets and not just saying, you know, learn to speak English. And <laughs> some of the things are just insane. There was one where they, they wanted to give away some, uh, some, some money and the amount of money was suddenly a lot less than what they would do if it was an English promotion. And it's like they just weren't getting it. And then since it was the Hispanic culture, they thought differently about some of the things they were being asked to do. And the guys I worked with who, you know, were from from uh, I think every one of them was from Mexico back in the day because this was Southern California. And uh, the, those Hispanics, they knew the market. They knew all sorts of I learned so much only worked there about six months. And I learned so much from from being immersed in that thing, in in with those people. Same as when I went to uh, to Thailand. You know, I lived there all the time. I was never a Thai, right? You know? Yeah. Was it like I decided to live there or had many decades? And I still wouldn't have been a Thai. It's just not my culture. Um, and I was a you know I was a white guy living in Thailand. And so um, um, I guess my point there is. It's it's you need somebody that's native to the to the culture to help out. And the more we do that, the more then we blend and can do things together. It's not about being segregated and different. And, you know, it's not like I'm going to hire somebody to run my business in uh, Malaysia and then expect them to, 
you know, just, you know, run a separate business. That's the way they used to do it. Um, I would want to blend. I, you know, love Malaysia. Um, you know, I love kidding that, but I wouldn't dare think that I knew what was going on, everything about the culture. Cause I don't have a lifetime of experience. True. So partnerships and getting together and more communications, the answer. I, I, I guess, uh, probably <laughs> people listening are wondering, I, I've talked to, you know, quite a few potential people thinking like this, you know, of course they would love to work with an American expert or a, person in their industry, I think, one, I think they're probably scared of the cost, or maybe they would just yeah. wonder how much or, or what kind of deals. Obviously, yeah. it's business is tricky. There's not like a template copy-paste, but is is there any right. insights you could share of what they should expect or budget for something like that? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, again, I mean, it's really it, tricky it one. I don't on, know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I actually do some things now. Where, where the funny thing is, I never thought about myself as being anybody to be a model or anything <laughs> like that. But, you know, you get old enough and you got experience so I can help people, right? And then what I'm finding is I do a lot of work in, in blockchain and cryptocurrencies and things like that. And I, I, the offers I get there are they want me for being who I am. And the money we work out, you know, whether or not it's a, you know, uh, you know, flat fees or percentages or anything, um, you know, whatever it is, the deal can be made. But then um, one of the things I realized that I could do was being the different voice. And so I have, uh, you know, Eastern European customers, uh, regular other countries in Europe, and then uh, several that are, you know, it's there are people that are Chinese. So you'll see a website and there will be five faces that look somewhat alike and then there'll be me and i just i laugh every time i think about this because i go <laughs> like yeah i'm i'm somewhat famous for what they what they want to know i am a, to, a top rank influencer for those things yeah but um when i just look at it on the surface i say well, isn't that odd it's like putting on a uh you know here in america we talk about putting on a token and uh, you know, today trying to be diverse and putting all the people you can, which is great um, because, you know, I, I never realized this because growing up, everything I saw was a bunch of white people in the advertising, white people in the in the TV shows. And uh, now I look at it and every time it, some new barrier is broken and they do something else, the gay couple or whatever, I go like, OK, I want to be accepting of that. But then I understand that it's not me. And I just, you know, I'm I'm okay with it, but I think to reach a market, you kind of need that diversity. And in fact, if I was putting together a a board for anything now, I would seek to have, you know, <laughs> I don't need to learn more about being a white man. I need <laughs> the things, and which is weird because then you're, it's kind of like you're looking for the differences there. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> I I'm kind of rambling on this yeah, subject. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm pulling some I think points about here. A lot. But in business, we really try to not pay attention to that and say, hey, how do you get the job done? So you wouldn't hire me to say, do something you can do remotely. You would hire me to be an advisor. <laughs> and again, to be clear, I didn't expect today to be pitching something. No, I mean, um, I, it's good for example. For I mean, of course, people could contact you if they're interested, I think. But they're all, there are more and more interests like uh, for this type of like i guess this representation you know i mean of course yeah is that 
or it's maybe for for people's brands. I know you work with a lot of blockchain, but like also for an e-commerce yeah. brand, you know, in China oh, or in Asia, they, we, yeah. we gave a whole lot of, of thought to this. Um, uh, you know, a couple of friends of mine. I have a I have a friend who has lived in Thai, Taiwan and around the world, and he was a college roommate. And you know, we met up a few years ago. We started talking about it. He says he'd like nothing more than to be able to take a trip to China and speak to people and help them and you know understand the market or whatever. We haven't found an angle to sell anything that way, and that's the only reason we haven't we decided not to do it. Mm. Um, and I've got you know several American expatriate friends who are interested in doing that, and and I and one who. Uh, uh, the guy just picked up, uh, he had a MBA and a couple of years working for consulting companies and he just, you know, picked up his family and moved to China and, uh, lives in a, you know, a nice place there. The cost of living is less than being in the U S and, and, uh, he said, well, tell me what you do. I'm a best-selling author. Oh, how is that? He says, well, you know, I sell hundreds of thousands of copies of my book. What is it? What is it about? Uh, anything I want, you know, because the market is the market's so huge for being able to help people and do that. And I don't want to be, you know, like I say, I would never want to be a token. But if I was doing that, say, yeah, that's the way to do it. Work with whatever group wants that. So if anybody listening decides what they really like to do is make more, you know, bridges between Asia and America, uh, by all means, contact me because it's something we've done a whole lot of a whole lot of thought on and and really don't even know what the business is i'm making this up as i'm speaking that's great <laughs> it's great but so, yeah in one one time we had a we had a discussion about capital because uh there were people wanting to invest uh they hold cryptocurrency or whatever and they wanted to invest in the u.s and uh, uh you know and i you know i've heard that there's you know investment around the world that's not my you know finance is not my thing and we got talking about a fund and uh the the terminology we used was br the the bridge between china and and the u.s and i uh, yeah that's great i'd love to have a bridge uh, build a bridge and send the money on over yeah um, <laughs> yeah i think the money and, is the hard uh, part maybe but... we got some contacts too if you have a small business and you want to export something to the u.s um, you know, got a list of people that are expert in that and would be happy to make introductions. So I think, um, I guess the bottom line is, as I'm talking to you and, you know, thinking through <laughs> my history, I go like, yeah, this is something that is just there. We just don't do it enough because again, there's a big ocean between Asia and the U.S. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I think it's getting smaller every day. Yeah. I mean, I, like literally i could give you an example one yeah i mean a lot of a lot of the factories or sellers in asia china want maybe they do realize they can't do everything remotely you know they even if they have a good team that's but they just asked me how i don't know i know it's hard to get maybe not your raise or can you give like a range of s something people would pay for i guess what they're well, looking for is like a representative i guess you can call it an advisor yeah. oh, or well, or an agent well, or a sales rep yeah, there's always been people who do import export kind of things and what they they're looking for is if there's some volume of something that they can import and then sell, then they take over and do that. I mean, that's how all the Japanese brands got in and then the rest of Asia 
from there. So, so that's been going on my whole lifetime. The difference today is that you actually could set up an English website, sell to people in the U.S., and act as if it's a U.S. product. And I know some people doing that. Yeah. And they, Or you could just get representatives to help you through the things like, is the copyright when you write to the Americans? Um, you know, and that sort of thing. But then that's just a matter of hiring skills. I think um, we often think about going uh, going to Asia to get a better price on something. We know of the you know the differences in wages and such. But um, you know, the, I think getting to the U.S. market, a small fraction of whatever you're making there sh- should be dedicated to accelerating it. I mean, I know when I go to Amazon and see a listing that was written by somebody where English is their first language, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the way Amazon listings work, weird, because, you know, putting words in the title make a difference. And so people write very long titles to say, you know, this is just <laughs> a regular commodity item. But instead it has to have how many ounces and colors and all that kind of thing crammed right into the uh the title for it so it's bad enough to begin with but then um you know a a uh, uh a native english writer will will t- talk about it in a different way um and uh and so that's one thing and and boy the cost of hooking up with somebody that uh sheesh i mean you know i've, I've seen i've seen everything from Percentage of percentage of the of the gross that happens to you know just making a, a, a good American wage one person taking a job. Uh, my son now works it that way and he pays you know he gets paid a U.S. wage but he does an awful lot. Mm. Um, and I'm always encourage him to change the way he does things and hope his employers aren't listening. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, no, I've met the employers; they're very nice people. Great. Um, and uh, yeah, they're not, you know, nobody's looking for a change there. But, but before he took this particular job, I said, uh, you know, why, why limit yourself to one company? Focus on what you do good, and you can offer something cheap. So, if a U.S. wage is five thousand dollars U.S., then you do you do something that's five hundred dollars U.S. So a tenth of the price, but then with some help and some, you know, growing the company a little bit, you can soon have 20, 30, 50 groups uh, uh, doing that. Uh, another friend has his base in Bangkok and he, you know, he charges, uh, uh, there's a minimum that you need. And that's probably the hurdle that, that uh, when you're asking for pricing, that hurdle is that, you've got to be able to pay enough to get somebody's attention. Mm. So if you came to me and said, I've got this little thing I'd like you to do, and, it, and I say, well, how much money do you have? It doesn't mm. really matter what the task is. Um, do I want to bother setting up a business relationship and transferring the money if it's going to be, you know, the cost of lunch? Here? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I don't have a company to sell a commodity product that would be in an affordable price. And so, you know, when I, I normally get paid, you know, thousands of dollars to, to even consider a gig, uh, other people would do it for a little bit less, but it just depends on what you're buying. But yeah, try not to buy a commodity, try to make a partnership Got it. and then, you know, expect to pay some money for it. But 
if you get it right, that person should be willing to participate in the profits. Um, yeah, I and think... it's well worth trying. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think um, you said there's a f maybe it's a mix of fixed plus plus profit share. I guess it also depends on yeah. your current track record. Maybe the if the <sighs> brand if there's an established brand already, maybe on Amazon. You know, a lot of these, a lot of ones I'm talking to are trying to go multi-channel. Maybe they're on Amazon, their listings right. might be okay, but now they're looking to kind of go more multi-channel well, or even yeah. offline. I have seen, uh, and it's usually it's generally people that are of Asian descent that have, you know, they've come and lived in California, huge population like that. Um, and then when you get into, you know, uh, uh, you know, people who are in their 20s and 30s now, they probably have grown up here. They, and, but, you know, you go back a generation or two and the context they have, you know, in, in China or they make new ones, uh, you know, or people they went to college with, uh, which is now a, a growing trend. I was just reading about about the number of people that come from come from Asia to study in the U.S. Yeah, and sure. never really get assimilated in the U.S. culture. They're just, you know, getting the good education and going back home. Yeah. And I read that. And I go like, gosh, I don't want it to be like that. I want us all, you know, make make deals, get network, know each other better. And so um, I'm a little bit too old to consider going back to college. So um, it won't be me that does this. But I would encourage anybody to, you know, go ahead, go ahead and meet somebody. And that's what's happening is, you know, where. Where my children grew up, there was, uh, you know, and their friends were were mixed, you know, from wherever. We were yeah. in Southern California, so there were lots, lots of people from Mexico. There were Asians, there was blacks, there was, you know, whatever. Whereas, you know, again, in the 50s and 60s, it was hard to see a face that didn't look like yours. Mm. And so that was good for them. And, and what I found is that they're actually inventing brands using Asian manufacturing uh you know, uh, the network of factories in China to get this, this stuff made well and then um, selling it as if they're a U.S. company selling it. And that's a completely different business model than, than uh, you know, just finding somebody to represent. And then on the other end, there's me, you know. I mean, the people I represent, I end up being the, you know, the old guy that helps out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which of course I, I think I could do anywhere, but, uh, in the, in the case of Asia, uh, you know, it would be, it's more of just, Hey, you're an entry. You have the network. You actually know the people. Um, I do a lot of trade shows. I encourage people to go to trade shows and meet. And it's always been an odd thing. I see. I go to the consumer electronics show here, the you know, one of the biggest that happens in Vegas, probably small by Asian comparison. But, you know, we had a couple hundred thousand people here at the first week of January every year. And it's always been the, you know, the place to see the new electronics. Well, gosh, of course, we know where it's made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's coming from Asia, right? But there will always be the little section where they put all the, uh, all the you know, the and then sometimes it's even by the region and groups together mm. and, you know, the uh, the candy they put out, the the m literature they print, everything they do is like where well, they're doing a a a local show and then taking it on the road. And the companies that are huge, the household brand names, uh, you know, they've invested in building a brand that is recognized by 
by the, well, globally, but by all means for the U.S. And so, um, so there's a lot of ways to do it. I think that you don't, you don't build a brand by coming over and hoping to sell a little bit and that's going to build your brand. You know, that's a branding is a very, can be a very expensive way to go about it. But the reason why branding works so well is that that, that investment in being recognized so people want and ask for your product by name. Um, whereas a lot of the stuff we end up getting is, is commodity. And then we either put the brand on it or sell it as a commodity. So, uh, but whatever it is you want to do, you can. And today, gosh, um, you know, I, I meet probably, I think it's about a dozen a day right now, new people through LinkedIn. And, you know, they find me, they ask me a question, they ask for a connection. I tell them about where they can go. My new business comes from the connections in LinkedIn. Uh, and, uh, you know, and it doesn't really matter where they're coming from. I, you know, I want to treat everybody equally. And so, you know, it's just like, there's more possibilities and we know what to do with. So I, I don't think it's a matter of breaking in as much as it is, is, is getting partners you can trust. And uh, by all means, I would look at having, uh, you know, if I, if, if I was on that side, I'd be saying, where can I go and get the partnership? Where can I make friends with somebody in the U.S.? And uh, today, online, that's an easy entree. Yeah. And you know, in my case, if I don't if I don't know the answer to somebody, I'm gonna I'm I feel motivated to help out. Awesome. <laughs> as long as you're not asking me to review your cell phone case and then <laughs> send in for reimbursement, I'm I'm okay. I'm open to anything. And if it's a if, you know if I think it's ridiculous like that, it's not like when somebody treat somebody rudely about it. Uh, so I may later tell the story as a joke in, in a podcast, but uh, the person, <laughs> when they come to me, I, I try to say, like, I got to see where they're coming from. And, um, you know, so the, my best advice to anybody anywhere is you want to do more business, make connections with people and build a trust relationship where it goes beyond what can you do for me in the transaction and, how can we help each other? Um, and I guess that's my best advice. Makes makes sense. Yeah, I think LinkedIn is is obviously amazing. It's, it's also one of the few social networks as far as recording this today is at least I know is not blocked in mainland China, which is great. And so it's, right. it's definitely a great place to find partners and approach them. And I, at least yeah. I see the trend is people actually registering U.S. companies and trying to you know, trying to build it rather like you said with maybe Japan having like a distributor, they kind of want to be the direct importer and distributor themselves is the ones I'm talking sure. to. Well, at, at my house, uh, you know, my, you know, again, I, I, I probably say things that I'm, I'm thinking back at since we've been talking of things I said that people could be offended at. Um, <laughs> Cause it's... you know, I can't help being an old white American. Um, you know, so, uh, but you know, uh, not a lick of prejudice in my training or m my view of what I want to be, but I'm also, I don't worry too much about being politically correct. Um, so, <laughs> you know, at, at my age, I'm, I'm now, you know, I've, I've now determined while I'm, I may never grow up, I'm, I'm not going to, uh, worry about what other people think, but let me put that all aside and say, what, what can I do to do to help the most and it's like 
yeah, make those kind of relationships. I'm just totally amazed at what can be done. Um, uh, you know, I live in a I live in a house that uh, is in a in a neighborhood that is is the Asian part of Las Vegas. Um, and uh, you know, next door is a house full of people that speak very little English, and uh, they happen to be the landlord on my house. And it's a I just every day is fascinating to see things of, uh, uh, you know, well, the late I'll tell you the latest went and there's a guy lying on his front lawn. People don't do that. They don't put out a mat and take a nap on their front lawn in the U.S. I don't know where in the world they do that, but this guy was. And, you know, I didn't bother to ask him. He was asleep and, you know, he doesn't speak English, but he's also the handyman that fixes anything at my house. So. You know, and, and he doesn't sometimes they ring the door. They ring the doorbell if they need to come in the house. But if they're working on the yard or something, I they just appear. And, you know, and so it's just so interesting to see that and be and experience that. I love I love that. That's one of the greatest things about Vegas. So uh, there's so many different people here and nobody's been here for, you know, forever. Very few families are can say they're here for three or four generations. Um um, and so immerse in whatever it is and try to have that communication. And it's, I know what I felt like when I moved to a foreign country, thought I was no good at the language. I actually hardly ever talked when I went out in public. I could understand what was going on, but I hardly ever, ever said anything. And uh, when I learned that I could, I don't think I've shut up since. Um, <laughs> so. And that's what made me become great, you know, a, a, a storyteller and a heavy, heavy talking dude, whatever you yeah. call that, uh, verbose. And it Keep was it because, you know, one, I read a lot. Um, and so I, I do know about a lot of things. Uh, I have a lot of experiences. And but I love putting it in 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 telling a story. And I love figuring out what the other person would want. Not can I get somebody to do things my way, but can I help somebody who has a new way of doing something to do it differently or how they'd like and try to put that in as a simple story to tell people. So um, I'd, I'd welcome any any connection from your uh, from your uh, listeners. Right. Uh, find me. I'm um, uh, I'm and LinkedIn again is the easy way to do it. And sure. email is pretty universal. So, OK, Um you know, find me, find my website. I don't think it's blocked anywhere. <laughs> Hopefully and not. Let's talk. Sounds great, Warren. This has been a great talk. I know it's also late, later for you too, so I think we could uh, you kind of get to some closing remarks, and then, um, okay. what what would be like? Should there be a certain goal? I mean, are you looking for a company size before they start to maybe approach no, influencers? I, I or... know, I I know for. Again, my friend, I believe his starting starting amount is to is to be able to get a pallet of goods over to the U.S. to uh, list and sell on Amazon. Now he's not in the business of marketing the product once it gets here. He's helping them get the the logistics of shipping it and and then then you know set up to have the listings and sell things like that. But one pallet of goods, so not very much at all. Um, you know, and then, and then the other example I know of is, you know, they deal in containers, so they may get one or they may get, you know, a hundred different products in a container 
and that manufacturer then you know puts that stuff together based on what they're trying to sell and then they get them listed um and you know the cost of listing on amazon is uh uh you know cheap i mean it's uh gosh I, I, I believe the standard service is something like $40 US per month. Um, and so very, very inexpensive to, to get selling. Um, and it's a, it, to me, I, it's been fascinating to watch as Alibaba and Amazon grow to be so big and, and don't do well in each other's markets. Uh, and very little with being banned. I, I read the um, Alibaba story and the U.S. guy that was there working on their PR, marketing, something like that, the guy that wrote the book, told the story of when he went to Silicon Valley where they'd open up uh, offices to try to uh, build something for the U.S. And he described it as being like most of the places I see when a, you know, a group of uh, a group of people immigrate someplace, they tend to stay together. They were all living in the same house. They were living, uh, you know, as if they were, you know, like they'd be in China, in China. And well, tell you the truth, you know, I go, I go traveling. I look for where I can get a hamburger. I don't, you know, yeah, I, don't eat the, I don't eat the local food. Um, <laughs> it's probably one reason I have never fully decided to settle in, in Asia is that, you know, um, to, to me, rice isn't something I want to eat every day. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, there's, and then, you know, again, we all can eat each other's food. That's not like a problem, but it's, I guess it's symptomatic as you see people congregate together and, and do that physically. I think online's the same way. Uh, it's, it's just been, you know, uh, weird to watch how, how separate things are where I know, um, you know, I, I read the studies. I, I know about business. You know, I know there are companies that are huge that I've never heard of that are, you know, exist in the Chinese website then. Um, so and I also know um, I was trying to personalize it and give some American view to this. Sure. I know that my daughter, who has never traveled, uh, you know, I have one living with me now, adult daughter, and I see things that come that she buys online. And, you know, she has no problem buying something, having shipped uh, from directly from from China. We know it's from China. It does. It wasn't listed that way. But when the package arrived, you know, it's got Chinese characters on it, it you know, in the packaging and just the 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 on the mailing label, just her name is in is in English and it works, you know, and and. And what she buys, I don't get it, but you know, it comes in a very small package and it's five dollars. I don't know, a charm, a trinket, a jewelry, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't open the packages, but um, we can do that. Um, and I think we're going to see more of that. Uh, and let me just speak of blockchain briefly. Sure. Um, the blockchain that we're working on is usually looking at things like supply chain and trust. So that we can do business without a lot of, of, of friction, um, and that's that's what draws me to it. I think you know uh, most most of us know technology is coming faster and faster. It's not going to slow down. What what holds it up is our the friction of uh, the human beings being able to use it. So you want to do business the way you always did? No, you don't have to. 
I can buy something and, and the next one I see coming online, what I was writing about when I got interested in blockchain was in Africa where, you know, and right now I don't know of in the U.S. where you can buy something and get a package shipped directly. But, you know, what doesn't work could be fixed. The hard part has been transferring the money. And so, um, uh, and I know that's one of the things that makes Hong Kong unique is that the way it works with the Western financial system. Well, in the future, um, and what my, you know, my friends in Singapore are telling me is they're setting up to where it just doesn't really matter where the money comes from, where it's going. And, um, you know, the smart people are figuring out whatever taxes need to be paid will get paid. You know, it's not like cheating. It's like really using the system. But the whole world of finance is built on the idea that banks, banks and governments control the money. Um, but, you know, putting the money part aside and just talking about the logistic of shipping something, when you have good shipping and the ability to pay somebody, um, where it comes from, where it goes really doesn't matter. So selling goods, selling services or whatever can work. Um, and if, uh, you know, I'm say if you have the budget to build a brand, give me a call. We'll, we'll do that. But if not, just know that the international boundaries are just coming down to where I, I really believe that uh, in my lifetime, I, w- I will see, you know, transit across the Pacific cut in half or even more about the time that it takes to get something someplace. And the big weights on it, again, knowing knowing the stories I'm hearing from my son is they, they come up with something. It can be put into production and manufactured in a week uh, and, you know, give it a couple of weeks to get the, the order done, even if it's a new product or usually new packaging. And then onto a container, the delay is getting that container, you know, moving. And once it's moving, it's pretty fast now. And then when it gets, it gets on our end, the customs, and I think all of that stuff is going to be dropping into be much, much faster. Boy, when I got into business, we were talking about you don't want to order something from Asia unless you're, you know, you're, you're not counting on it for six months. And now it's, you know, six, six weeks for brand new product. Um, and I think that's going to drop down to where, like I say, an individual can order one of something and it can be shipped and shipping is no longer the big hurdle that it was money transfer is being fixed to where you know that safely can be taken care of without big banks giving letters of credit um and uh, and then as, as we all use more technology and what we're doing to allow people to to not be doing some mechanical work uh, of whatever the job is, but to focus on the part that's, that's uh, relationships. Because uh, I don't think, uh, it, at least in my lifetime, uh, or for that matter, even anybody listening's lifetime, I don't see the uh, us getting to a point where, uh, you know, the robots are completely taking over and doing jobs. It's, it's more of the, the, uh, the tools that are AI and automation and whatnot. So the car could drive itself, but that means that you can have a conversation as the car is driving um, you know, with a real human being. And when you get someplace, you can enjoy being with the person. Uh, and a, a, a doctor um, wrote a book, uh, I just finished reading, I'm sorry, I can't re- remember what it's called, but um, uh, 
uh, he was talking about the one thing that they know works very well is, is doctors talking to patients, reassuring them that, you know, they're, they're in good hands. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, in, in, at least in medicine here, uh, we see, you know, the doctor's not available. You're talking to maybe an assistant. The doctor pokes his head in because he's got the legal right to do this and that. And he's, he's moving as fast as possible to see as many patients an hour as he can. Well, when there's a lot of, uh, uh, instead of staff, there's a lot of automation that's happening, and then you can, can get more personal. The nurse can get more personal. Everybody can. Uh, healthcare, caring for elders, um, you know, something <laughs> I'm sure I'm likely to be a recipient more faster than most anybody on this uh, program. But that we'll be able to just, you know, be with each other, take care of the kids, uh, visit each other as we get that freedom and uh, free up the labor to let the machines do it. We've got to look forward to a world like that. So why not right now be looking at the largest market, uh, you know, you can go to and if you can, you know, you can do it here, you can do it anywhere. Um, and similarly in Europe, Africa, wherever you want to sell things, but. Yes, it's all about relationships, finding the right kind of people and building a relationship of trust. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was us wrapping up, and I just rambled again. Huh? It's great. I hope though. we I mean, haven't gone insights. over time. It's great insights. No, I appreciate your time and, and sharing. So I think uh, I think we'll just, just close up with, of course, warrenwhitlock.com. We'll link it up on the show notes. And uh, you said also LinkedIn. Great. Is that the best? places for you linkedin is always a great place to find me um uh i'm on tr i'm on all the social media here in the u.s twitter and whatnot i do have whatsapp and telegram and wechat and whatever it is but usually good old-fashioned email uh uh you know is a is a good way, place to find me and you get all that contact information at warrenwhitlock.com okay perfect thanks so much warren and enjoy the rest of your day Thank you. Okay, so speaking of being a white face, <laughs> advisor, or they're a sponsor, but I mean, I, they're my friends. GoRemit.hk, cross-border payments solution for those with a Hong Kong bank making payments into mainland China and other parts of Southeast Asia, whether it's suppliers, rent, contractors, or your wife asking you for money. You can send money to their bank account in more and more countries, mostly around Asia, for your from your hong kong bank they've helped a lot of my friends out as well in binds and they're a great tech company startup company trying to help you make our lives a little bit easier check them out at www.goremit.hk having a little bit of technical difficulties in my microphones here but i hope you guys enjoyed that talk with warren and i have my blah 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 section at the end i hope you know I'm getting bolder in my titles and things, but white face is kind of true. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like a white face sometimes for helping people in the U.S. or you know, maybe a social security number for a bank account or a marketplace to be opened. I think there's a lot of value Americans can add to businesses in America, and I hope you guys listen to Warren. It's not just about you know an ID number or a picture on a website, but actually somebody there locally that understands your business, understands the local market represents you and uh, can help you out you know there's it's one of my top tips i tell companies in china and asia that want to expand in america is 
go to trade shows, go to events in your industry, meet people face to face. I mean, that's what we just did the Cross Border Summit and talking about this little retreat in January. But you know, all this online stuff, these podcasts, almost 300 shows and other other things. You know, it does uh, it doesn't connect the same as when you actually make that face to face relationship with somebody. So I I think you need somebody like Warren or somebody in the u.s and a lot of my american friends have been leaving china i mean i'm i i didn't go back to the states but i went back i went down to thailand but you know so you might have some relationships if you're a listener in china maybe a chinese factory or service provider in china looking for for these answers there is um you know ways to make these deals i guess also it is culture how do you make this deal how do you make sure they actually quote unquote do something or how do i know i'm what pricing or what way to work with somebody and unfortunately there isn't a formula just like what warren says you know like some is like revenue share profit share even maybe some equity in the company especially if it's like a new startup or it could of course just be a flat fee or a mix of mix of all of that right i mean i think you got to incentivize the person it kind of depends on how famous they are or how influential they are especially in the exact space you're looking at so I think you just got to know what you want and are aware of what it will take to attract somebody. I think and LinkedIn, of course, is what he mentioned quite a few times. And that is definitely an important part of your, you know, business connections. It's not it's also, as far as I know, not blocked in China right now. And it's uh, it's kind of like networking online in almost real time or depending on what time time zone people are awake at but definitely hop on over there i mostly accept people that add me on linkedin unless they have like a company logo as their face or or no face no (laughs) profile photo so at least update your profile photo and try to be a real human being i think that's important if you're trying to engage with others especially if you're trying to find somebody like warren or somebody on the internet you um, need to show your real face and uh, be willing to put yourself out there. I was just, you know, emailing different people and reaching out and, you know, you just use use it. And, uh, of course, the risk is you might lose it, you know. You might lose your, quote-unquote, lose your face if you... The risks of, you know, being a, you know, advisor or a face or, a, you know, the influencer, the, the public person interfacing with the internet or the world or the you know industry as if this company does something bad you know if something bad happens you know you see it all the time in the news and tech news and finance news you know this company did this and this person is the, the representative and uh you know so when others when there's no problem you know it sounds like oh it's so easy this guy or girl his face is on there and they're the representative in the United States and they're the sales rep or they're the advisor but yeah of course when there's no problem it's not much but when there is a problem when there is a question and it's also their their trust their brand as an individual personal brand so I hope listeners can think about that you know when they're trying to engage with an expert an influencer it's more than just a face on the website it's somebody that has expertise in their field and has a network and trust and sometimes you know i know especially chinese factories tell me oh but he doesn't he or she doesn't really need to do anything it's it's not about 
doing at that level, right? It's about making that one quick connection, making that one quick uh, suggestion or that quick idea that maybe you, especially if you're in the other side of the world, would have never found or thought of. And of course, it, to, to you as a person maybe receiving that, I would think after you get the answer, it's like, oh, that was an easy one. That was obvious, but it wasn't obvious to you before they gave you that idea. So I feel like I'm lecturing a little bit, but I've been annoyed a little bit sometimes when I'm asked by people, oh, can you introduce me to somebody in the U.S.? And they don't really have to do anything. I mean, I just need them to maybe open an account in my name or I just need them maybe to introduce me to people or, you know, they're... I think it's just some slick way to try to, you know, leverage as much of that person's reputation. Even if they're not famous, you know, they do have a U.S. ID, which can help a lot. I mean, with banking, with account openings. And while you might not value that, which is I know a lot of Chinese sellers and factories I talk to think that's nothing. (laughs) There is a lot of risk involved that they could lose and get in a lot of trouble if something happened. And while you might not think they're doing physical work that is a physical risk that they could go to uh, courts they can get letters lawyers can come after them i don't understand why people don't realize that it's something that can happen this happened to to me actually i've had uh, lawyers go to my parents house in the u.s looking for people in china that i they think are associated associated with me so all these things should be involved in the compensation package for a u.s rep business development person advisor partner face white face yellow face black face purple face you know this person's face honestly what else do you really have besides your face which is really a reputation which is really your brand right like if if you're just paid to to be a face and then something bad happens and you know you lose that face you know people search the internet and uh, read stuff you know um course there's always two sides to every story but you know you just want to reduce as the face of the company or the advisor or the rep in the u.s you want to reduce that you know so i'm finished lecturing but you know it has been scary for me i mean when i'm not even an advisor sometimes i've seen my face used sometimes on testimonials or or, uh, other parts of the internet it does get a little bit scary because people have contacted me about those the reviews or the testimonials i've had people ask me oh you know the service or you know them when um, maybe i didn't know that they had used my face and then if something bad happens you know it it, it hurts me you know maybe not you know like make me go to cry with my kids but it it will uh, affect you know even if it's just one person you know you, you shouldn't have to deal with that risk so anyway i hope this helped you i know we were kind of going on to different tangents but I hope it gives people perspective of what it requires to find U.S. partners or U.S. reps. You know, I think going on LinkedIn, making discussions with them there, going out onto uh, trade shows or events and trying to be open-minded. This is just the way to make these kind of things happen and make it attractive to them. Make it attractive. How are you going to structure this deal? Exclusivity, some kind of revenue share, some kind of uh, fixed, etc., etc. So love to hear what you guys have to think this is think this have to think about this go from asia.com slash episode 280 
To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.